Good evening. <laughs> Hello. Hi. <laughs> you guys tell I'm really good at this, at starting things. I'll just pump you guys up. It's Wednesday. <laughs> oh, goodness. Sorry, I was not in the right place. All right. Well, how's everybody doing? I hope everybody's good. This is great. This is great. <laughs> no. If everybody wants to stand, we'll start off tonight with prayer. <laughs> um, remember Sister Joanne in your prayers. Um, Pastor just told us to be praying for her. Remember Pastor, while he's gone this week and traveling around, doing a lot of stuff with work. Um, and remember to keep Brother Allen in your prayers as well. Um, does anybody have anything that they want, Sister Teresa? Yes, Sister Teresa is having surgery next Friday. The Warren family, the little Warren family. Grace is sick. Yes, Andrew. Life, miracles, Sister Denise. Oh, Sister Denise is having all surgeries and surgeries and sickness and all kinds of stuff. Yes, um, let's just take the, all these things to the Lord and pray for the service tonight. Thank you, Jesus, for the opportunity to be in your house tonight, Lord. I'm so thankful for your presence and your love, Jesus. I pray that you would touch every single one of these needs that was spoken, Lord, that you would touch Sister Teresa as she goes into surgery next week and Sister Denise as she goes tomorrow, Lord, that you would touch the doctor's hands, Lord, and that you would give them peace in their bodies. Jesus, I pray that you would touch Brother Allen as he is in the hospital, Lord, and keep your hand upon him and all of his doctors and his family, Jesus. I pray that you would touch Sister Teresa right now, God, that you would just touch her body, Jesus, and her mind, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Touch Andrew and his life, Jesus. Just let your hand be upon it, God. And I pray that you would touch Grace, Lord, and put your healing hand upon her, Jesus, and just have your way in this place tonight, God. We're here to magnify you, Jesus, and to lift you up, Lord. We give you all of the Praise in the glory, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. In Jesus' name. You can go ahead and be seated. You do you. Do you. So I decided, I decided just to teach down here tonight. And be handy dandy, you know. So, I actually, I do have a verse. I guess I had you guys, you guys can stay seated. It's okay. I'm going to go to Proverbs 15 and do 1 to 4. The TV is not on, just so you know. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm really formal, you guys. Can't you tell? <laughs> okay. Proverbs 15, 1 to 4, it says, A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. The word of the tongue, what? <laughs> the word of the the tongue of the wise useth knowledge aright, but the mouth of fools poureth out foolishness. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and good. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. So I'm going to talk about the power of the tongue tonight. Um, this is my first time doing just straight up Bible study. So just bear with me, you guys. I don't know how long it'll be. We'll see. Um, I do want to say, though, I'm always thankful that Pastor trusts me enough, you know, to allow me to be up here. Um, 
really love our church and I really love our pastor. Um, and I'm, I'm also always thankful for Zachary. I really don't think that my ministry would be where it is without him. I mean, we do ministry together, so that makes sense, but you know. <laughs> so I'm going to teach, preach, pace, whatever I do a lot. Um, and it, I'm going to talk a little bit about the tongue, more than just like the physical tongue or just the spoken word. We're just going to see where it goes. But So I'm sure most of us know the saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And I'm sure most of us know that's a bunch of hullabaloo because that's usually not true. <laughs> they can be very painful to us. And some people might even prefer physical pain over being hurt by words. Uh, you know, if, would I rather stub my toe or someone theoretically stab me in the back? Or, you know, it, some people, well, you know. But most of us also probably know that our words can carry a lot of weight. So we're going to talk about what the Bible says about how we should speak, the words we use, uh, just different languages, form, so on. So first, I came across a story on uh, when I was looking stuff up. Some of y'all may have heard this. So the guy checks into a hotel, and there's a computer in his room, which there usually isn't. But So he decided to send an email to his wife, but he accidentally types the wrong email address, and without realizing it, he sent the email to a widow who had just returned from her husband's funeral, which I know is sad. <laughs> the widow decided to check her email, expecting condolences and things from friends and family. But after reading the female, the, the female, after reading the email, she fainted. So her son rushes into the room, found his mother on the floor, and read the email that said, to my loving wife, I know you're surprised to hear from me. They have computers here, and we're allowed to send emails to loved ones. <laughs> I've just been checked in. How are you and the kids? The place is really nice, but I'm lonely here. I've made arrangements for your arrival tomorrow. <laughs> Expecting you, darling. I can't wait to see you. <laughs> Obviously, I don't think that actually happened. <laughs> that wouldn't be good, but I was, I was telling Zachary. Y'all, I'm just going to be open, okay? I was like, I need you to tell me if this is okay. <laughs> to say at, like, in my Bible study. <laughs> and he was, he was like, it's killing me that you're cracking yourself up. And I was like, it was just funny. So I was, like, looking up some communication stuff, miscommunication things, and then I also came across this tweet that cracked me up. It said, my toddler was about to hit her head on a bar at the playground, so I told her to duck. She quacked at me and then hit her head. <laughs> I was cracking up at that one. I'm, I don't even have kids, but I feel like that's like the anthem for parenting or something, you know. <laughs> so while all of this is kind of funny, it shows how easily it can be to hear something the wrong way or misinterpret something or send something to the wrong person. <laughs> A miscommunication was made and somebody was hurt. I don't know if any of you voice to text, but that's a whole ballpark of its own <laughs> of miscommunication things. I think I told a story about how I was trying to show my dad voice to text one day in high school 
and I was trying to text him, I love you, and I texted it to a guy I was texting, <laughs> and I did not love him. <laughs> uh, been there, done that, I don't use voice text personally. So um, getting into it, our, our tongue is kind of an interesting thing. It's something I don't necessarily, the physical tongue, something I don't necessarily think about a lot. I don't, I'm not sitting here like, my tongue is sitting on the bottom of my mouth. It's just, it's not something I do very often. If that's what you do, more power to you. <laughs> to the doctor, it's just a two ounce slab of <clears throat> mucous membrane <laughs> that contains a world of interrelated muscles and nerves to our body it's a vital organ and it has to work properly if we want to eat, chew, taste, swallow, talk, all those kinds of things. To the people around us, it's our primary avenue of communication for the most part. It gives us the ability to inflect sounds, to articulate words, to be distinct in our communication. It allows us to communicate our thoughts. But to God, our tongue is the window to our soul that reveals what's really going on in our heart. Luke 6.45 says, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. So... Going into talking about languages, Google defines the word language as the principal method of human communication consisting of words used in a structured and conventional way and conveyed by speech, writing, or gesture. So I was looking it up. There's around like 7,000 languages in the world. From what I could tell, probably a little bit more, but that that kind of just was interesting to me to begin with. I couldn't believe that there was 7,000 languages. You know, we, we, most of us probably only hear or think about a few of them. But uh, it said English is the most used language with, y'all, if I sound dumb, just move on, okay, with 1.132 million people using it. And uh, it's actually considered the language of the sky, which I didn't know. I had never thought about it, but they want a uniform language in the sky. So for pilots, uh, anybody who does air travel, anything like that. So if you're piloting something, you need to be able to talk to the different control towers and things throughout the whole world. So they all have, it's kind of, they use it a little bit differently. There's like, um, there's some like verbs or like you and I, like there, there's a few words they don't say. It's actually pretty interesting. If you want to know more about it, look up the language of the sky. But I had never thought about it because if, you know, a pilot from Japan only spoke Japanese and a pilot from the U.S. only spoke English or the towers there didn't all do the same thing, it, you don't want communicate, miscommunication on the runways. But it's pretty interesting. I had just never known it. Um, Mandarin is right behind English with 
117 million people using it, followed by the one that surprised me, Hindi, which when I started thinking about it made sense, and then Spanish, just if you wanted to know the top four languages in the world. Um, and then you have sign language, which in itself, if you weren't aware, has many different types. There's like 300 different types of sign language. Same thing as languages. It can depend on where you're at in the world, you know, who you hang out with. Your family can do, you know, when we're with, when we're with Sister Hiles' family, I, I don't even know how they're talking to each other with their sign language because they do it so, I've always seen sign language as like big, they, they only need this and I don't, I just don't know how they do it. But depending on what it, where you're at, who you're with, it can be different. Then you get into things like body language and gestures, which can also be different depending where you're at in the world. A lot of places around the world expect you to use your right hand when you're doing things, when you're shaking hands, when you're writing, when you're doing a lot of stuff, because they all consider that you do your toilet business with the left hand, which stinks for left-handed people. No pun intended. Um, so if you went up to somebody most of the time in like the Middle East and tried to shake their hand with your left hand, they, they think that's like, a, like disrespectful, which if you're going anywhere in the world, look up their customs and communications and stuff because it's different, let me just tell you. Like, uh, so in our culture in the West, grinning or smiling a lot is typically a big part of making relationships. We can be talking with somebody and you let them know you're interested, you're smiling, you're happy, this or that. But in East Asia, it can come across that you're uncomfortable or that you want to change the subject. So you're like, mm-hmm, 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 It's just different. All of that equals a lot of different ways we can communicate. And let's be honest, that's probably just the tip of the iceberg. That's just a few different things. When I lived at home, me and my mom and dad, we communicated a lot through notes. So if we, you know, one of us wasn't at home or this or that, we would leave notes on the kitchen counter all the time. Even now when I go home to stay for a few days, they're leaving each other notes like, don't forget this, we need to do this, here's this checklist. If I left Zachary a note or he left me one, there is a 95% chance we are not seeing it when we need to. It's just not, so, it's not how we communicate in our house. So, all of that to say, it's easy to say or do the wrong thing. Especially if you don't have a very good filter. Some people, some people just don't have a very good filter. But we have to be careful and I would say prayerful about the words we say, the way we communicate just in our daily lives. Going back to our opening scripture, the first two said, a soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. The tongue of the wise useth knowledge aright, but the mouth of fools pour out foolishness. So in the Apostolic Study Bible, they have, I don't know if any of you guys have that, but in the bottom, a lot of the apostolic leaders have done like descriptions or informational things. They just say stuff at the bottom about some of the verses. So in it, for this verse, it says, 
the greatest single contributing factor to anger is the tongue. While grievous words stir up anger, soft responses to anger turn it away. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus similarly taught us to resolve disputes through reconciliation, negotiation, and humility rather than by retaliation or vengeance, which is in Matthew 5. He talks about that. It says, pride causes a person to be extremely defensive and to respond in harshness, but humility speaks softly. So, I don't know if any of you, have any of you guys ever said something that you wish you could take back? If you haven't, you probably will. But you said something out of anger, out of spite, or maybe you just didn't really think it through. Sometimes... I'll be talking. I, I, I used to think I was really good about not saying things I didn't want to say. And I still, like, am pretty hesitant, but that's probably just because I don't like confrontational type stuff. But uh, sometimes I'll be sitting there, and I'll think about something I said, like, two months ago in a conversation or in a speech or something or one of my messages that probably not a single person remembers. But I just dwell on it and wish I could take it back. But... We all know we can't do that because we're not perfect. We've probably all done it. We're probably all going to do it again. Hate to tell you that. I feel like we say it a lot. You're not perfect, but, I mean, it's true. <laughs> we're going to make mistakes, but it's a good reminder to hear what the Bible says about how we should speak. So our verse said, soft responses to anger, turn it away. Now, I don't know about you guys, but that's usually not a very easy thing to do. <laughs> we typically, we want to defend, we want to argue or retaliate, whatever it is. If somebody's angry with us or they said something we don't like, it's in our flesh. We want to, we want to get back. We want to defend what it's, you're wrong, I'm right, hello. <laughs> but we need to pray for and practice Humility. So it's a good thing to pray, obviously. I don't feel like anybody's going to contradict that. We need it. We need to do it. It's essential. But I think in some things, we also need to practice what we're praying. You know, I, I understand if you're praying for healing in your body and you're taking your medicine or you're doing everything you can to fix it, that makes sense. But so I'm, I'm working on a certification for work right now. So I can pray all day that I'm going to pass the test. But God still expects me to study for it. I'm just saying. That's not why we're Christians, you know. We, oh, I'll pray for that promotion at work, but I'm not going to work extra or apply for it. Or I'm going to pray for a new house, but I'm not going to save money for it or go look at houses or anything. You know, I mean, it's good to pray for those things, we, but God helps us along the way. He can open doors, create new paths, but we have to do the walking through the new paths, you know? So we need to practice how we respond to things, talking about communication, what we do. So how, how do we do that? Should I just go to Zachary and make him mad on purpose? so I can practice how I'm going to respond to it. <laughs> uh, 
No, <laughs> probably not. But this is the Carissa Heil version. If you got something else, you just let me know. But uh, I would say first examine yourself. You know, if you find maybe that you're often regretting things you said or finding out you hurt someone's feelings or, you know, anything like that. Maybe if you just notice somebody's not talking as much, anything like that. Uh, just start, tr try to pay attention to what's happening when those things go on. You know, if you start to notice, okay, there's been a lot of Facebook posts getting me frustrated lately, and then I'm snippy with my family, maybe don't get on Facebook as much. Or if you notice for some reason that one person at work just really drives you nuts, and you start saying things because you're annoyed or you're not thinking about it, you just want them to leave you alone or something. I know none of you are like that. You're all spiritual. So maybe it's just me. But, um, you know, maybe start leaving positive messages at your desk or try saying nice things specifically to that person, going out of your way to try to create nice conversations with them or complimenting them. You know, it's not easy, but it's something that could start to try to turn how you respond to them. They're, they might still annoy you, or you might still have issues talking to them, but it's just something to start off with. Because as we all know, like I said at the beginning, words hurt. I don't know if you guys have ever been hurt by words before from someone. <laughs> Whether someone is just mean straight to you, or you heard that they said something about you, or maybe you know, you've just misunderstood what they said. I've been in situations where they misunderstood my text, and it causes an issue that we got to resolve. You know, any, things like that. But we've all been hurt before. So then, Proverbs 16.24, it says, Pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. So the Apostolic uh, Study Bible on this one, it says, Pleasant words have a positive effect both physically and spiritually. Throughout scripture, honey is a symbol of something good and healthy. So our first scripture showed us how grievous words can cause anger. And this verse is showing the other side of that. Pleasant words are like honeycomb, which like it says, is a symbol throughout the Bible as something good and healthy. So we say we get hurt by words. You know, that, that's literally what we said. Oh, my feelings are hurt. Um, and it's not just my feelings are hurt. I should get over it and move on or this or that. It, we say it like that because it can literally hurt. Just like stress or anxiety or anything like that can affect our bodies, words can affect us physically, spiritually, mentally, all of it. Now... Hang with me on some of these words, okay? But a study by Frontiers in Psychology, it, it said this, talking about how words can affect you physically. Neurophysiological research has proven that language and emotion processing affect each other. They did several studies where they said, they said different words. So they would have somebody in a room and they had like three... Um, 
like three buttons that said positive, neutral, negative, and that was their feelings. So they would say a word, uh, you know, like my joy or someone else's joy. Some, they would just say things, and they would have to respond with how they feel about them, and they were like monitoring like their brains and how they, their reflexes to them. And they found that um, emotional words activated emotional brain structures such as the amygdala, if you want to know how to spell it, you got to come to me afterwards. And, um, but it induced changes in effective behavior, including priming approach and avoidance, including defensive things like a startle reflex or, so they would say a word and it could cause like a startle reflex in the person or a joy, things like that. So it literally shows that words affect us. Long story short. But so it makes sense when we have something upsetting told to us or there's some kind of miscommunication that upsets you or you hear something that somebody said that we feel hurt. But then like Proverbs 16 says, it says pleasant words can help our bodies and our minds. I'm just saying, the Bible literally told us to be pleasant. I don't know what else. That's all, folks. <laughs> Go be nice. <laughs> but no, I think, I think it's a good reminder, you know. I mean, it can sound simple, but literally, be nice, be pleasant. And I, I don't mean just reacting nice you know there my brain there's different there's different situations you know you go to the store and the person checking you out is really friendly so you're friendly back or uh you know someone complimented you so you compliment them back in my mind that's reacting nicely which i think is great and we should do but i also think it's really great to go out of our way to be not, to be pleasant to people, to go talk to someone and tell them how great they are. Or, you know, if I go to Andrew and I'm like, Andrew, you are, you look, you know, I really love those shoes today. I love your enthusiasm and your spirit. You have said, look, he's blushing. See, physical reaction. His face is all red because I was telling him how great he is. Now, I mean, use your discernment. If I just go up to a stranger in a store, you look awesome today. You, you, you look good. They might think I was weird. <laughs> but, you know, we, honestly, we either show Jesus or we don't through our communication. I mean, I don't, I don't just introduce myself. Hi, I'm Carissa Heil, and I'm a Christian. <laughs> Most of the people I'm around they, they end up getting it one way or the other. It, either I do tell them through conversation or they just sense, you know, that kind of thing. And honestly, um, talking about how we communicate what it is, you know, I, again, I don't just introduce myself as I'm Christian, but there are a lot of people who they'll accidentally cuss and they'll, like, tell me, oh, I'm sorry, because they they know I don't do that or they purposefully don't say things around me, things like that. They, they know that we talk different. And I know it's 
getting more and more difficult in the world. Hello, preaching to myself. But I do think that there are some jokes, there are some stories, there's just some things that, you know, we shouldn't say. Um, personally, if you had an issue, you can come talk to me. I we can, I'll share you my opinion. But, uh, you know, it, it said we're to be separate. The Bi I mean, this is literally the Bible, to have Jesus' light shine through us. It's telling us how to talk. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Ephesians 4.29, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister unto the hearers. Ecclesiastes 10.12, The words of a wise man's mouth are gracious, but the lips of a fool will swallow up himself. It tells us right there, uh, there's so many more scriptures. You can, I, could, I probably could have just stood up here and told you scriptures tonight of how to, you know, God talking about how to speak in the word. But on the other side of that, we also need to know and be able to discern when to be silent. Ecclesiastes 3.7 talks about how there's a time to keep silent and there's a time to speak. And in our world today, there are so many opportunities, it seems, to voice our opinions, you know, especially, I know, especially online where it seems like there's no consequence to it. Um, but we can build people up or we can tear them down with our words. When, um, and in some situations, if we decide to be silent and we're not just constantly talking or this or that, no, you know, whether it be talking to somebody or whether you're praying, you know, anything, it gives us time for self-reflection and it also helps to be able to listen for the voice of God. Um, <laughs> the, the, the saying never go to bed angry. Um, I, I've always thought it was funny, probably because of my mom and dad. I can't even tell you how many times my mom's been like, no, go to bed. Just go to sleep. <laughs> She's like, it'll be different in the morning. You'll see it from a new light. <laughs> She's like, we used to try that and it did not work. <laughs> I've always thought it was kind of funny. So, you know, maybe know when to be quiet and go to bed, I guess. Um, but sometimes, sometimes there might, you know, you need to answer something right then. If somebody literally, you know, says something against you or, you know, you're in a discussion or something, you know, it, sometimes you do need to answer. But a lot of the times if we just answer, some, answer anger right away, like it says, do you really, do you feel the Holy Spirit when you do that? If that happens, if you, if y'all, I hope y'all don't have, I hope y'all don't run into anger anytime soon. But if you do, and you snap back real quick, just, just see if you feel Jesus. <laughs> but, um, but you know, sometimes it's good to just listen. You know, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk away from the situation. I'm gonna think about it. Um, it's kind of like. Uh, 
I bet nobody in here has ever been cut off on the road either. <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm sure you have. And when they cut you off, I'm sure you're like, oh, Jesus, bless their soul. Give them peace. Give them happiness. I want you to bless their life abundantly. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. I've never heard that. <laughs> I, ride with, I, ride with, uh, I ride with some people. <laughs> who have road rage. <laughs> it's okay. They don't hear me. I usually, if I'm driving, it's usually because I'm by myself and they don't hear me, so. But no, you're usually not very happy right away. Um, and it can be like that in any situation, honestly. And this can be, it can be for anything, you know. I mean, if you're in an actual conversation with somebody and it turns into a discussion or anything like that or you heard somebody said something about you either way or even if you're praying or not feeling you, you know whatever it is sometimes it's good to just step back and listen for a while to think on it and usually you gain different perspective first uh, Peter 310 says for whoever desires to love life and see good days let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Just don't go around talking about your neighbor, especially deceitful things. You know, I mean, yeah, just don't. It's, it's a hard thing sometimes to notice or even stop if you're gossiping or talking about stuff or, you know, you're just sharing information. It, it says don't speak deceit. <laughs> Now, practicing self-control and choosing silence in wise times doesn't mean we should just always, well, I'm practicing being silent in this situation. So like I've been talking about, words, communication, very powerful. But don't let fear or the lack of self-confidence or anxiety keep you from, you know, don't let it tempt you to keep your mouth shut when we need to speak boldly about truth and love. Walking with the Lord means we must give justice to the weak and fatherless, correct oppression, utter wisdom, plead the widow's cause. All of these are in Psalm and Isaiah where it's talking about, you know, speaking out for those who can't. And additionally, if fear is keeping us from sharing the gospel, with others, that's, that's like another example of our silence being more detrimental than helpful. But that goes back to the whole beginning, just making sure what you're saying is in love. You know, oh, I'm just being, I, the Lord told me to tell you, you know, so and so. You, you best make sure that it was the Lord, I'm just saying. <laughs> um, So, but it, uh, 1 Thessalonians 2, 4, I didn't give this to you, Zachary, just, it says, just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak not to please man, but to please God who tests our hearts. And just as the Lord said to Paul in Acts 18, 9, do not be afraid, but go on speaking and do not be silent. So, was, so we must obey the call to evangelize in the proper setting and time. So 
I know I'm done a little early, guys. I'm pretty much done. Um, so it's, it's a pretty simple lesson. Think before you speak. Speak love and kindness. Go out of your way. Try to, you know, communicate with somebody. Make them feel better. Check your text before you send it. <laughs> we're, we're bombarded with communication in our world today. I mean, I probably just touched a little bit on it. Um, so, and just like we need to pray and read our Bible every day, we need to communicate God's love and his light through our lives. So, if you guys all want to stand, we'll just pray real quick and then we'll be done. Get you guys out of here early. <laughs> yeah, let's just take a minute to pray over our words and our actions, just that we could communicate God's love. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, God, that you've given us the ability to communicate, Lord, and to show others your love and your voice through our words and our actions, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Give us the wisdom, Lord, with our words and discernment on how to use them to glorify your name and your kingdom, Jesus. Help us to speak with love and humility and not anger or retaliation, Jesus, that our actions and everything we do throughout our daily lives, Jesus, would glorify your name, God. God, we just want to give you all the glory, Jesus. I pray, Lord, that you, would, that you would put it on our hearts when we need to be silent, Jesus, or when we need to speak in your precious name, God. We give you all the glory and honor for it, Jesus. I pray that you would touch us this week as we go throughout each day, Lord, and that you could open up opportunities for us to speak about your love and your kindness in our lives, God. And we're going to thank you and praise you for it. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen.